When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? Because you don't do it? No, I know. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold lapin. Is the social media algorithm sending you manifesting money content all the time? Yeah, me too. But how much attention should we actually be paying to it? So full disclosure here, I've never tried to manifest money before. I've stuck to more traditional ways of getting money into my life. And to be honest, at times I've been really frustrated by the concept. When I was in debt, trust me, the only thing I was thinking about or manifesting amateur style was having more money in my bank account. And yet the only thing that worked was actually facing my debt head on and paying it off the old fashioned way. But experts argue that manifesting isn't just wishing for money, it's more complicated. Today, I have the internet's favorite expert on manifesting money, Aliza Kelly. She is here to explain how manifesting money really works and how to make it work for you. Plus, if you're skeptical of the concept, she has a message that will make you appreciate why this practice may still work for you. Aliza, you say pronounced like Ibiza. Welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you so much. That was perfect pronunciation. I'm so excited to be here. Perfect. Well, I am so excited to dig into all things manifesting money with you. But let's start with, first of all, what is manifesting exactly? So manifesting is setting intentions and not just casual, haphazard, thinking about something that you want, um, really intentionally focusing your energy, your efforts, your uh, actions, um, your sp- like energetic spiritual alignment to specific goals and ambitions and desires. These could be things that are tangible, you know, like we're talking about money manifestation, right? And then there's also more sort of abstract things like, you know, manifesting more confidence or manifesting um, healthier relationships, which aren't as quantifiable, but those are also things that can be practice through manifestation. Yeah, I read an article you wrote for self that was really interesting around this. And you said, quote, if you want me to prove that astrology is real, well, I won't because I can't. And frankly, it doesn't matter. I found that to be so fascinating, Aliza, because and really brilliantly put, because I guess the value of astrology in a way is what 
the meaning is to you and what that truth is to you and what that shows you. So can you share what you meant by that? And what do you see it, the biggest role astrology can play in our lives? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that you you got it. I mean, really, I think that what matters most to me is that astrology um, is an incredible tool to help have deeper, more meaningful, more comprehensive, more thoughtful conversations with yourself about who you are, where you come from, what you want to create in your lifetime, what is important to you, what are those obstacles, what are those roadblocks, what are those patterns, what are those cycles. And I think that astrology provides us with a an incredibly comprehensive vocabulary. I'm hoping that people can live more authentic lives by looking at themselves um, through this through this vantage. Amen, sister. Okay, let's get into it. Now, foreplay on the manifesting money. (laughs) Aliza, if I said, hey, I want to manifest money today, right now, how would you walk me through that? (laughs) Well, I would probably be like, hey, (laughs) ease up a little bit because in my practice, it's just not like, I know that it is so much more attractive and is so much more clickbaity to post a video and be like, do this and money will come in 10 minutes, do this and you'll get a million dollars. But unfortunately, like that isn't how anything sustainable works, you know? And for me, I'm really interested in pursuing sustainable things. I'm really interested in, in, if we're talking about money, money that is going to last, not money that is just going to slip between your fingers, which is often what happens when we take in money and we don't know what to do with it, is that we end up spending it or we feel that we are not entitled to it, or we, you know, we do really, we we behave very oddly when we get something we're not prepared for. And I'm sure that, you know, this is sort of like the, (laughs) the key sort of money as a spiritual concept line, which is money is energy and it is energy. You know, it, it truly, truly is an energetic frequency, but it's not just one that is, you know, you could flip a switch and turn on or turn off. It's something that you have to learn how to dial into and you have to understand how the control panel works in order to make sure that it's coming to you in a sustainable way. Yes, girl. Truer words about money have never been spoken. (laughs) You're absolutely right. So many people want that get rich quick fix. It doesn't exist. So what is a more realistic timeline when it comes to manifesting money? And what should people focus on that a certain number or a certain lifestyle or how should they start framing it? Well, that's the other really interesting and complicated thing about this work. I mean, in over the past few years on social media, everything is like six figure business, right? That has become sort of like the the standard of, of a some sort of a coach trying to get you to do some sort of a thing to get a six figure business, right? Sister, that's a whole other <laughs> It is. And it, yeah. it really like, it, it drives me insane because it just doesn't it's not it's like first of all, it's like so tacky. And second of all, it is not Agreed. it's not like rooted in anything tangible or real. You know, it's not thoughtful. And so you know, moving beyond like the six figure business concept, which I think is kind of destructive in a way. I like to start really small and sort of work your way up from there. And I like to sort of meditate on this idea of a hundred dollars because I think a hundred dollars is something that we can all sort of like get behind and we know what it is. So going back to why I think just the six figure business is really destructive is because we need to work our way up to that before we can even visualize and understand how to receive that kind of money and what that would do for us and what we could do with it. 
But if we just go right from zero to six figures, it's like, also what six figures, a hundred thousand dollars are almost a million dollars, right? Like that's a huge range. So I have this manifestation technique um, called raising your thermometer. And the way to do that is, is beginning with this process of like, what does a hundred mean to you? What does a thousand mean to you? What does 5,000 mean to you? And I would then start to shift it into how you sort of watch and collect and save your money. So for me, like I am a bank account, you know, like going on my bank account is where I am going to see how much money I have available for other people. Maybe they get money in cash. So maybe there's another way that they get money in, but go to the place where you see the money that you're accumulating and sort of find sort of like meditate on where it usually sits around, right? Because we all have that place where we're like, oh yeah, that's pretty stable. That's how much I'm making at this moment. Then we have our, oh shit zone where it's under that. And we're like, oh, that's not, now I'm panicking, right? And then we have what's above that. And oftentimes when we get above that, if we don't know how to work with that above it, we end up spending back down to our comfort zone because that comfort zone becomes our temperature. You know, that becomes sort of like where we're like, oh, I'm cool. Like this is, I'm not too hot. I'm not too cold. Like this is the perfect temperature. But and in order to manifest more money than you have, you need to raise that temperature. You need to be able to tolerate more. So the first step is to sort of figure out what your current settings are. <laughs> what is your, what are you currently set to? And then in a very realistic and practical way, increase it ever so slightly. So when I first started doing this work, I really did not have very much money available to me. So I was thinking about like, how do I go from a thousand to $1,500, right? Like how can I raise my temperature? So instead of feeling like, oh, my comfort zone is a thousand, how do I get to 1500, which is $500 more? It's not that much to work with, but it was, for me, it was a very effective way of seeing that if I set it to 1500, that means that I'm not overspending. I'm focusing on reaching that goal. And then I'm sitting on that for long enough to, to familiarize myself with it so that when I'm familiar with it, now 1500 becomes my new standard, my new baseline instead of a thousand. And then you just continue to do that incrementally. And as you get more comfortable with it, you could start taking bigger leaps. You could start doing 10,000 or $50,000 leaps, but that has to be when you are comfortable saying like, okay, I can raise this to 500. I could raise this a thousand up. Um, but that technique is absolutely, it's again, it's not an overnight technique, but it is a manifestation technique because it is something that you are very intentionally focusing on and you are very intentionally taking action around and directing your energy and your awareness to how you connect on a spiritual level with these different increments of, of cash flow. Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. 
And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now for some more money rehab. You also talk about telling clients to, quote, open their channels to receive or to overcome some blocks. What do you mean by the blocks and how can folks, I mean, I, I kind of understand that people have a lot of blocks around money, but how can they recognize what those are and then try to overcome them? Well, you know, a lot of it is going to be really, I think for one, being aware of how you talk about money is really, you can get so much information from that. You know, um, in the book, I, this is your destiny. I, to talk about a client that I had who I named Courtney in this book and how she was like working as this, and she was a real client of mine. She was working as an administrative assistant. She took the job because she was broke. And now she was even more broke, you know, having a job with, with money coming in and health benefits. And then when I asked her like, well, what did you want to do before this job? She was like, I'm a photographer. And I was like, oh, well, how did that go? Like when you were pursuing photography, what happened? She's like, oh, I never pursued it because there's no money in it. So like for me, it was like, that's bing, 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 you know, what do you mean there's no money in it? Because that shows that there is this sort of chronic, consistent, toxic relationship with not being able to make money, not being good enough to make money, not being talented enough to make money, pursuing industries that are not financially viable, whereas photography, like you can make a very good living as a photographer. There's there are a lot of very wealthy. You could be a yeah, you could be an art photographer. You could also just totally. be a commercial photographer. There's plenty of ways to make money as a photographer. But that kind of attitude that thinking that, you know, there everything is working against you to make money is going to set you up for failure. It is going to make it so that that becomes true. Because everything that we create in the psyche becomes our reality because humans do not want to prove themselves wrong. We want to prove ourselves right. So when we come up with a theory that we really genuinely believe, then that becomes actualized. You know, we're going to see proof of that again and again. So if you are pursuing something, imagining that you're never going to make money from it, you are not going to be negotiating. You are not going to be 
trying to find better opportunities. You're not going to be saving money to get new equipment or whatever it is. You're going to be believing that all of the cards are stacked against you and you are screwed. But I want to recognize that like I have the utmost compassion for that too. You know, a lot money is really like a pain point, you know, money is, is energy, but it also is a tool of oppression and violence. And it has, it keeps so many people down and it is, you know, really the root of so much evil in the world. So even though we could talk about it in these like mystical, spiritual, fluffy terms, like there is a lot of very real, the real implications from money. And if you grow up in an environment with a family or with a community that really struggles financially and that you have metabolized that pain, it's not something where you can just like overnight change your entire relationship with it. It takes real, um, I mean, honestly, more than work, it takes real compassion of understanding that that is, is trauma and that that's pain and that you can't just like jump into, you know, suddenly living a hashtag yacht life when you have, when there's so much, um, wounded, um, background and history around something. So I really want to make sure that that also is acknowledged because it's not as simple as, oh, change your people. You talked about um, in Wealth Simple, I believe, how you watched your parents and so getting back to the double clicking on trauma for a second, in your own words, make shitty decisions with money, go through a bad divorce. And as a result, you grew up with no money. So many listeners have a very similar story. I, too, grew up in a divorced household. My parents weren't the best role models for savvy money management. Tons and tons of money trauma there. I talk about in my last book, Bailing My Mother Out of Jail, when I was in middle school with cash under the sink behind the maxi pads. So more often than that, not. I think that this is a real challenge people have trying not to repeat the same patterns of their parents. How would you suggest people approach that? How do you find a new path to wealth and success despite not necessarily having that model growing up? Yeah, I mean, it's, I I am reluctant to make sweeping generalizations about how to approach it for everyone, but I will share that for me, a lot of it was unlearning. A lot of it was recognizing that Man, like a lot of it for me was recognizing that the standards that I had were wrong. <laughs> the relationship that I had with money was based on like from the <laughs> sort of structured around addiction, you know, so it was like high highs and low lows, um, but it wasn't stable and it wasn't solid and replicating the patterns myself in my 20s and seeing that now this was a language that I grew up with but was living was really scary and eye-opening and also you know to feel like you're cursed to feel like there it is inevitable that of course you're going to be bad with money because of where you came from can also feel really daunting and really stifling but the truth is is that you're not and sort of recognizing the behaviors and the actions and challenging yourself to open your heart and your mind to different perceptions of money, listening to podcasts like this, listening to experts, reading different accounts, different memoirs of people who have come out of really challenging situations, especially those challenging situations that you can empathize with that are kind of similar to your own is really helpful in just sort of finding a path. 
and finding hope in knowing that it doesn't have to be that way forever. The cycle can be broken. Yes. But you have to first know there's a cycle. You know, Mm. you do need to know that there is a cycle. And then you want to see how does that cycle inform my own choices? You know, if I've heard my mother or my father or my, you know, caretakers talk about money in this way, am I talking about money in that way? Am I, do I spend my money similarly? Do I have the same habits? Do I, you know, have I just sort of adopted their historical relationship with it? Or do I have my own relationship with it? So like reparenting. Yeah. We are in the month of August, though. Can you share some insights about what the stars are doing this month and what that could mean for us, especially around career or money? So one of the most important things that is happening this month is that we have Mars, which is the planet of action, motivation, energy, force, and libido going into the sign of Gemini. And when it goes into Gemini, it is actually going to be there until 2023, which is a very long time for Mars to be somewhere. And the reason for this is because in the fall, it's going to be going retrograde in Gemini. So it's going to be going forwards, then it's going to go backwards, and then it needs to go forwards again through that same path. So we're going to have almost six months of Mars in Gemini. And this is really significant for anyone who has um, planets in Gemini. But when you get your 360 chart, you'll see that everyone has every single zodiac sign in their chart. So you'll be able to identify, oh, this is the area of my chart where Gemini is. And maybe that, and that goes back to the houses. So if it's in your fifth house of creativity, if it's in your seventh house of partnership, if it's in your 10th house of career, Mars is going to be really like drilling down in that region for a long time. So a sort of uh, calibrating yourself with that is going to be super important. And can that help you make decisions about big dates in your life, like signing contracts or starting deals? Or should you? how should you read that or take it into consideration for what you're doing? Well, certainly astrology is an amazing tool for figuring out timing. Um, I'm sort of like a chaotic astrologer who likes to let life happen the and then look kind. at the, <laughs> I like to like let life happen and then see where the planets were at that time to sort of see what the tone was of that decision. Um, I'm definitely not someone who wants to be controlled by anything, including astrological forces, says an astrologer. So <laughs> I really Love believe that rebel it. astrologer life. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's important to feel, to know that you are empowered to take action on things whenever you feel inspired to take action. Um, It's just another tool. Yeah. In the shed or arrow in the quiver or whatever (laughs) to use as you're making lots of decisions in your life. So I have to ask you, if manifesting is such a valuable tool, why isn't everyone doing it? Well, I think that um, it's very stigmatized. You know, I think that there is a lot of anything spiritual people become, you know, there's a lot of resistance to and manifestation sounds very new agey and spiritual and sort of like alternative. So I think that there's a resistance to this, but let's be honest, like it hasn't been that long since therapy has been something acceptable, you know, and I'm sure that there's many 
families that still really stigmatize the hell out of it and communities that stigmatize it. Um, so, and that was considered sort of a, a new agey philosophy in its time and place as well. Um, I think that, I think that that's the biggest block. I think that the biggest obstacle is, is pressure, external pressure and thinking that it's silly, thinking that it is childish and thinking that it is, you know, um, not real. And then walls and resistance and boundaries go up around it. And then what do you get? You still are in the same stupid job, not being able to hold on to your money because you don't want to believe that our, our psyche informs our <laughs> what a way. I agree. And that's free. That's <laughs> Yeah, it is. Well, you know, it, it can be expensive depending on what you're. Yeah, going. but it really also doesn't have to be expensive. And I think that that is something I, you know, with the soapbox would love to underscore because Please. I do think that there is, you know, money manifestation is becoming more and more popular as like a concept that you see on social media. And with that, are it, there are going to be a lot of people who are trying to exploit it. You know, that's not just a spiritual thing. That's an every industry, every business, everything of all time thing. But I think that money manifestation and seeing people really pitch like a quick fix around it does kind of make me upset because it is, you know, if you're making people take a course that costs them their last penny and then promising that they're going to change their life around it in only two weeks or whatever, like, that's just not how it works. It's not realistic. There's no universe where that's going to happen. So for any listeners who are like, oh, but I just saw this person online who was promising this and all I needed to do was X, Y, and Z, like hard stop. No, that's a scam. Don't do it. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Join us and give Aliza's tips a try at home. My producers Morgan and Mike and I are going to take a month and manifest money with the tips Aliza shared today. And we're going to report back on any and all progress made. So give it a try with us and let us know how it goes on Instagram at Money Rehab Show. Money Rehab is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. You spend my money.